<laughs> I usually I usually have a couple beers during these podcasts as well, and uh, yeah. it's it's one in the afternoon, and I'm supposed to be working right now, so I do have just a cup of coffee, unfortunately. <laughs> the thoughts there. <clears throat> so yeah, so, um, thanks for doing it early. Yeah. Dunes, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, no worries. When this comes out, your album will be out the very next day, I believe, Gargoyle. So congrats yeah. on that. And yeah. I appreciate thank you guys coming on here and, and tell me about it. And we're going to share a video later um, of a new single, yeah. new music video. So um, very cool. Thanks for being on. Cheers, man. Nice 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 pleasure. Thank you very much. So um, I, I think I first heard trying to think of what the first song or album was this must be the plague maybe was the first one that i heard yeah i'm i'm assuming that that had something to do with covid yeah it was in 21 when you uh when you released it or just uh just a coincidence uh a bit of a coincidence we, we started writing it before um before it all kind of kicked off it was more about the um uk government's approach to the whole brexit um mess <laughs> yeah. uh, so a lot of it was more influenced uh, 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 um, influenced kind of that and the whole Trump thing that was going on as well and uh, right. the, the kind of maybe the similarities between the two and how it was kind of um, kind of polarizing different people uh, within the communities yeah. so uh, I think lyrics wise there might be a reference to the pandemic but I don't think it was get to the point where it was like oh everything's gonna break for yeah. two years. <laughs> um, I've noticed but, that there's been a couple bands that have released songs or albums or something with stuff about like, you know, plague and sickness and the end of the world and all that kind of stuff. And some of them even came out before COVID. So they really had no nothing to do with it. But man, the, the timing is a little eerie. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. We, we this... that. And I, I think when John suggested that title as well, because it's kind of a play on, on words with the uh, Talking Heads song. And like, okay. what, I think the amount of laughter that brought about when he first came up with it, we were like, yeah, we definitely have to call it that. And then, um, yeah, yeah, it, it like the title gave it a little bit of kind of modern relevance, but it's it, yeah, it was kind of unintentional. Like the, the song wasn't necessarily about that. That's, Got it. Um, Speaking of uh, creative titles, the next one that I heard, I went back and listened to the first album called "Take Me to the Nasties." <laughs> yeah, where did that where did that title come from? It's from um, I don't know if you if, if you get it in the US, but there's a there's a TV series called Peep Show. I feel like maybe I have seen it, but it's been a long time. I don't know it very well. It's, it's, it's a reference from that, isn't it? Okay, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a line from it's a line from a from from Peep Show, which is great. Um, it's, yeah, it's a really really good show. Very very dry and very cutting uh, at times, but yeah, it, it's a really good show. It's just a I just yeah. thought it was a bit of a, a bit of a funny line. Um, I think they, I think they it, had Peep Show on Netflix for a while, and I remember watching yeah, it. Yeah, with my buddies. The same guy had like a different show or something too, right? Didn't he have a couple shows on there? Um, so, yeah. yeah, they've done a few. Uh, Mitch, Mitch the um, the two main uh, comedians, Mitchell and Webb. I think Mitchell and Webb. Yeah, they've they've yeah, done yeah. quite a few. So yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. I didn't know that. So yeah, it was just a kind of a funny title, and I kind of like a lot of the imagery that it, it yeah. creates as well, because I, I think it's it's quite a comical title, but at the same time, you know, what are the nasties? What would they look like? What, what, yeah. You know, why are you being taken? Why do you want to go and see them? You yeah, know, is it your is it your choice? So 
I think it opens up quite a lot of uh, yeah, quite a lot I, of I uh, cool thing, imagery. Yeah, I mean, it's something nasty is, is a little rock and roll anyway, and and it sounds mm. like a little dark and stuff. But just saying, uh-huh. take me to the nasties kind of has like this a little bit of a sense of humor to it too. So yeah, I like that. I cool. like that about oh well, that's good. <laughs> there's yeah. definitely a sense. There's definitely humor runs through a lot of. Well, don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there's definitely a bit of humor runs through a lot of the uh, the, the lyrics. Yeah. Cool. I mean, <laughs> if you look it's at some of other song it. titles. Like a denim casket and sea mm, pig. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah we, we don't take the, the song titles that seriously, really. Uh, yeah, we did, I think we just we did we have for gargoyle. I think we've slightly reined it in a little. Um, yeah, well, I was yeah. going to ask about that a little bit too because gargoyle. I wanted to ask you what you thought kind of the difference in approach and the end product was from some of this other music. But to me, listening to it, it did have a little bit more serious of a tone maybe there was like a little bit of a departure with some like different um, just some different sounds, maybe like a few more melodic parts throughout or like different writing or something. But like from your perspective, how does Gargoyle compare to some of that other stuff that you put out? Um, well, I think we, we had quite honest discussions, which I'm sure a lot of bands do of elements of previous um, recordings that, that we enjoyed uh, and we would like to take forward and kind of, exploring a little bit more detail and some of the elements that maybe as a kind of as three individuals weren't massively struck on as a whole so we had kind of good chats about the kind of areas that we would maybe like to um delve into a little bit deeper on these songs and um i think that was something subconsciously we, we wanted to get a little bit further into the dark act kind of heavier side of it but then push the melody side of it a little bit more maybe take it down a bit of a gear so because yeah. nasty is a lot of the stuff is is quite fast, whereas I think it's a bit more bit more mid paced this, and it's a bit more cool, and it's 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 yeah. got a bit more of a groove to it, which which was very much intentional. Um, mm. So <clears throat> yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of um, that's the initial discussions that we had about it. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely like on nasties, there's like kind of a Queens of Stone Age vibe, kind of that like more like rock and roll, like faster paced thing. And, and Circles was a good example of that. Yeah. Uh, one of the singles that you put out. And Solid States off of, of Gargoyle is is kind of one of those tracks too, a little bit. But there is a lot yeah. of a little bit more like, like you said, like middle paced stuff. Yeah. On, yeah. Uh, album. Well, we've we've oh, done that quite a lot. We've, we've done that kind of faster, kind of um, bit more frantic type stuff quite a bit on the first mm-hmm. EPs and definitely on the album. The album's pretty much just straight into fifth gear and then you're away, you know, so it doesn't really, it's quite relentless. So we thought, well, you know, we'll, we'll try something a little bit different. I think songs can breathe a little bit more. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Plus the, the songs that are maybe a little bit faster paced stand out on an album as being faster paced songs. Whereas if the full album is one constant pace, it all kind of, gets a little bit messy um yeah. so yeah once again that was that was pretty much a, a, a conscious decision yeah and i mean we'd, beforehand we'd sort of talked about like the type of albums that we thought worked as an album together because previously we'd had go right this is an album it's just this is 10 songs whereas with this we thought more about the the order and sort of the types of songs because there were some songs that would would even recorded that would just would we talked about and we're like it just doesn't fit so 
Whereas I think previously would have been like, yep, what to do five songs? We've done five songs. We'll just put them yeah. out. Whereas this time we'll, it was we'll make them fit. But yeah, but yeah, we're yeah we're a bit more refined with this, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we'll have a lot of time to 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 sort of flesh ideas out as well because some some of the songs would um would demoed even before before the pandemic, um, and we didn't we didn't really stop writing things. Like a lot of bands sort of maybe thought, oh, well, there's this pandemic, we can't do anything. Whereas straight away, we were still sort of sending each other ideas like, oh, here's this little idea of recorded, uh, things like that. So mm-hmm. we uh, well, sort of had quite a clear it's... idea and we flashed, we'd sort of got rid of a load of the ideas that maybe we thought weren't going to go um, with the idea we all had in our heads. Yeah. yeah. Like we so were, we were all booked on for... There are there songs left over from that, that period that didn't quite make this new album <laughs> that you're, you're just kind of left on the chopping room floor or. There's, um, there's a few full songs. Uh, there's some sort of not full songs, but ideas that maybe would see the light of life there another time. Um, and I think when we started writing this one, it was potentially going to be a, a totally different album because we were mm. writing it with in mind that uh, I don't know if Ed had mentioned it, but uh, so we were supposed to be traveling to the States to record the second, this album. Um, but that evidently didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> we just kept getting pushed and pushed. And um, yeah, then we decided yeah. to record it in the UK and then ended up, we just did it ourselves. Yeah, it's kind of we're kind of forced. We're not forced into it. We, we decided to, but yeah, like every, everything was all booked in and what like February twenty twenty. So that's what we're yeah. working towards recording in um, October, and then there was there was a lockdown. It was like this isn't going so well. This <laughs> can't yeah. see each other, and then it was like okay, maybe this thing's not going to happen. So what what do we do now? And like we. We, like like Nicky says, we just we kept going with stuff and we kept sharing ideas, we kept writing because we we're like, well, we don't want to stop. Like we've no intention of stopping or anything. Like let's just crack on and when we can get in and do stuff, we'll do stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, that's you know that's that's very that's very us. Like you know, like yeah, we'll we'll make it happen somehow. So so the plague and circles were released as just standalone singles, right? Was yeah. that because they didn't fit? in with the new album that you were writing or were they just recorded at a different time and you just decided to put them out or, or what was the d- decision behind kind of, kind of both I th- yeah I, in my head plague was intended for the album but then it was it, it gradually became less so and then we were like actually let's let's record something and put it out because it was like becoming apparent that we won't be out we weren't going to be doing the album when we thought so we're like well let's let's do something um yeah, like I say, put it out as a single, um, and with, yeah. with circles as, as well, um, just to kind of like you know let people know we still exist, kind of thing. So, sure. yeah, and um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think that was about um, solid state specifically. That was your first single off of Gargoyle, and it's kind of like the the banger on the album. I think it's kind of got that yeah. similar vibe to like like circles and, and kind of a little bit faster pace, a little bit heavier in, in some, some places like, you know, what was that song about? How did that fit with the rest of the album? 
Um, uh, well, Kim, it was it was an idea of Nicky's. So Nicky um, pretty much came down. With, I think it was pretty much the entire song. Maybe not the middle eight. Maybe that was written afterwards. I can't remember if I'm honest yeah. with you. But uh, Nicky came came down with, with pretty much the full song. So we, what we normally do is somebody will bring an idea at the table and we'll kind of jam it out and see if it works and see how it fits. And then once we've got a bit of a structure in mind, then we can start looking at um, kind of lyrics and melodies and whatnot. So it was just one of the songs that, that we had worked on, really. I think it was maybe about song number six or seven that we had worked on, somewhere around mm. about the midpoint. So yeah. it wasn't one of the first ones. Um, it was definitely around about the middle middle, um, middle of the, the, the writing process. Uh, and it just felt like quite a natural um, fit as a first single because I, I think it, it's different enough from Nasties without being too different from Nasties, if that makes any sense, whereas mm-hmm. some of the some of the stuff on the album is quite slow and a bit more mid-paced and a bit heavier and a bit darker. Whereas I thought people who do like us, it might be too much of a departure, whereas Solid State is a bit more of a nod to Nasties, but it's also, well, this is this is where we're, we're at now and this is the type of sound we've got. So I think that that was the original uh, idea for choosing that as a single. It was okay. this kind of toss-up between this single and the next single, "Walking to the Waves," uh, which comes yeah. out um, tomorrow. Comes out tomorrow, yeah. Um, so it was last, kind of toss last week yeah. when, when this comes out. But yeah. Oh well, Lucky, okay. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> so yeah that came out last week. Um, so yeah, it was a toss-up between the two, and uh, Solid State won because it was just a bit more of a uh, immediate hit. Maybe not hit, hit. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, yeah, it was more, um, yeah, more instantly kind of palatable. Yeah. Whatever. But I, I'm interested to see what people think of the of walking to the waves. So it, let, let's talk different. about walking to the waves because I, I have it queued up and we'll we'll play the video for everybody here in this podcast. So uh, tell us a little bit about walking to the waves and uh, you know where some of that came from and and. And what we can expect from this uh, this video coming here? It's quite a gonna... song, actually. This is probably one of the first ones we wrote for the album. Yeah, yeah it was the first or second one we had. Um... I think we were toying with the idea, maybe even close to just after we released Nasties, maybe. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it, it is. It, it, the original idea is 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 quite old. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's about two year old. The the original demo. I think we had that demoed in terms of just us rehearsing in a room. I think just as the pandemic kind yeah. of really kicked off, and we, we were told that we're not allowed to see each other anymore. Yeah. So we 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 had that kind of on the back burner almost. Yeah. Not you know we we didn't really have an option really. So yeah. Uh, yeah so that was one of the first first ones we had. And uh, yeah, musically it's got. Um, Got a bit of a sea shanty feel to it. It's got a bit of a, a kind of a, a kind of um, a swing to it, which we've never really had before. Um, and lyrically, it's it's quite dark. It's about kind of uh, kind of intrusive thoughts and uh, uh, suicidal intrusive thoughts as well. And then uh, how how you kind of deal with those, and you know whether you choose to act on something, whether you don't choose to act on something. Um, so lyrically, that's where it's that's where it's coming from, yeah. Okay, <coughs> let's uh, let's check it out. Cool. So this is uh, this is walking to the waves.
All right. I was walking to the waves. That was awesome. Good, there, it was. there it was. Is it hard? I don't know how many music video you cool. video you guys have like made. You like it? Hard to like see yourselves in a music video at all. I mean, yeah. sometimes when they when they do like just a band playing, that's one thing. But like when you have to kind of like walk serious on the beach and that kind of stuff, like does it feel weird? Because every day yeah. when I have to edit this podcast, I, every word that I say, I'm, I cringe, and I have to edit it, and I have to watch like hours of myself, and I hate every second of it. So I mean, not only do you have to watch yourself, like you know, try to look serious walking, but then you have to hear your own voice, and you have to see yourselves play, and you have to do. I mean, is it hard to do some of that stuff sometimes? Yeah, I, I think that. So the guy that did the video, Isaac, is pretty good at kind of like directing, I guess. Um, so it, you know, he, and it, and he, it worked it out. So it was like, okay, let's go down there uh, in this particular place, and it won't be too busy as well. So you might feel a bit silly at first, but you know, it's not going to be too long, and it'll look good in the end. Blah blah blah. So yeah, he was he was good at making sure we didn't feel like swat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was kind of like weird, like trying to walk slow and um, look look pensive, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but then like it's hard. The, the the other thing, it'd be cool to do a funny video, but I think it's some like people try to do funny videos and then they come off like so like not funny or like in jokey yeah. or just and it's just a bit like oh nah. Yeah. So you know, as much as we'd love to do a red fang video, like I don't think we. <laughs> We can yet, so yeah. one day, one day. So um, I, I wanted to ask you about like kind of the guitar tone a little bit, and I'm I'm so not, I'm so far from like a gearhead. I don't know anything about pedals and amps and all that kind of stuff. I I have two very cheap guitars that I barely play ever, but you st- you have a very distinct guitar sound, and it and it it's re- reminiscent of like a Queens of the Stone Age, like Songs for the Deaf kind of era of guitar tone to me but do you have any thoughts on that do you want to like talk about any of the the pedals you use or the effects or anything like that because this is not really in my wheelhouse but but i do always notice the guitar tone when i listen to to dunes oh that's cool uh yeah i mean it, it, it the majority of the time live i use it um it's a hagstrom guitar um which is a kind of hollow body or chambered hollow body um which kind of gives quite a big sound i've got about Four or five guitars, six maybe. Anyway, and I, I keep bouncing between different guitars and always go back to the same guitar to use mm-hmm. all the time. And amp is normally in orange, uh, dual terra is what I use. But the sound on the album, uh, Nicky's maybe best to talk to you about that because he recorded it. So it's it's an amalgamation of a few different amps. Uh, so I'm yeah, I'm not much of a gearhead either. If I'm perfectly honest with you. <laughs> I just I like I am cool the, sounding. I like a nice sounding yeah. guitar and a nice sounding amp, and maybe a pedal or two. Um, so yeah, Nicky, I'm I'm the enabler of the band. I'm just like, oh, have you tried yeah. this pedal? It sounds so good. I think I have probably <laughs> for a drummer. I have probably I have more pedals than both of them two combined. Um, <laughs> oh, easy, easy. But yeah, it was, the the main sound of it was a mix of two amps. It was a the orange and um, this. So in the, about a year or so ago um, on Facebook Marketplace, me and John both saw that there was this studio selling some really, really old solid state amps um, 
for like really cheap. So I bought those and one of them sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, it's like, it's the amp that a lot of the sort of the glam rock from the seventies used like uh, Mark Boland and stuff. So it's a mixture of those two amps together, um, which I think gives it a bit of a different sound to what it's not just, oh, well, here's a big Marshall amp or here's a big orange amp. It's like, oh, here's this weird amp that nobody really knows about and makes some funny noises. Yeah. And it's just, I, it's I remember like Jack, Jack White talking about one of his guitars that way. And he, he found oh, yeah. some like guitar at like a Salvation Army or some or a Goodwill yeah. store and a thrift shop basically. And like it had this like weird defect in it that had this weird sound if he like hit one of the switches or something a certain way. Yeah. And then it became almost like their signature <laughs> sound over the years. I mean, then, then they, yeah. he had like, guitar makers like try to re- replicate it and they couldn't do it. And he's just like, I have to use this like seven dollar guitar, you know. And, and I, I find like the stories like that like so fascinating. Of like, you know, it it sounds a certain way because no one else in their right mind would use it this way, you know. I love that. Oh yeah, that's definitely what happened with with this. Is like, I think we paid like what fifty quid for four amplifiers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. not all of them worked, uh, but yeah, it was like that amp mixed with the orange yeah it, if it was just one of them it didn't sound all that inspiring but the two together sort of made the the sound you hear yeah it sounds great and it was a uh, it i think it's dated maybe about 19 maybe 1978 something like that so it's i think it is yeah it's definitely the, the it's the oldest member of dunes uh by a couple of years yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it's, it's a it's a it's a as nicky says it's a really cool sounding amp um, yeah. but the mi- the mix of the two is uh is is kind of throughout the album really. There's not a huge amount of guitars going on. There's only really two guitar tracks. Um yeah. there's a little bit of doubling here and there and a little you know, lead parts and little flourishes and things, but for the most part it's just two guitar tracks. Um Well yeah, because yeah. we recorded the whole we recorded it live. Um as opposed to me doing the drums, then Aid coming doing the bass, John doing the guitar would just pull stuff in our in our oh, room go. and just played the songs and then done a few overdubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because just thought the albums we like, like we all like albums from like the seventies and stuff like that. And we talked about sort of bands like Rainbow or uh, Zeppelin and Sabbath, how they recorded albums and why they still sound so good now. Yeah. And they all recorded them live. They didn't record them in isolation. So we thought, We'll give it a try and see see how it goes, and it was definitely our preferred method of doing it. It was less stressful. Yeah, it sounded like a band. Like I think that's the thing. And, yeah, and that's like I, th- I think everything's got its place, and like I, I love stuff when it does sound slick and like certain bands yeah. pull it off. But I, I think we were very much like we want to sound like we do live, I guess. And, well, yeah, like and that's, there's mistakes that's in places, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, no, like massive whammies that. Yeah. Uh, make it sound oh the mistake there but you yeah. can't pick them out unless you're one of us three that have sat and listened to it fifty thousand times <laughs> right <laughs> well i i think that it i think you guys have a like a pretty definitive sound like i i can i feel like i would be able to pick out a dune song in a mix of mm-hmm. other music which is not necessarily easy to do for a band with two albums out i mean i feel That's like cool. even a lot of bands that are two, three, four albums are still trying to like find that thing yeah. that kind of separates them a little bit, you know. But I, I feel like it has a certain vibe and a certain sound and a certain tone to it that 
well, that's definitely good. you guys. You know? That's good to hear. Yeah, because um, yeah, I, I guess we, we do kind of lump in with the stone rock stuff, but yeah, I think we've always kind of not wanted to do exactly it's just that and you can't like um, vary from it too much. Like, and we want to have like, you know, like what John was saying before, like we want the melodies and stuff. Like we want, we want choruses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and it was more of a challenge to do, do stuff like that, you know, like proper song craft and not just like, here's a riff, here's uh, another riff. And then there's a slow bit kind of thing, which I'm bang into. And if it was up to me, I'd probably all be like that. But um, <laughs> that's, the other the other two are the main writers and much better at these sort of things so so yeah but we yeah we, we try hard to kind of you know like make pro- yeah i guess the distinct sound is, is good so what is kind of like that that mission for dunes as far as like what kind of a band you're trying to be like when you got together and started dunes was it like let's make a specific thing or like let's sound like a certain thing or like what is in your head now and what was it when it started and going forward i think i'll i'll jump in and answer that because i'm the only original member and basically okay. basically it was <clears throat> there was other people involved and it was all from a kind of uh one of those like dating websites for band people like join my band or whatever and the original thing was like iron monkey um conan electric wizard like total straight up doom riffs and so there was like an initial four of us and then um then John joined and then he kind of I'm I'm pretty sure like John myself and uh, another guy Scott talked about like people like Death from Above and um Millionaire and kind of like the non so obvious Queens of the Stone Age things mm-hmm. where there was a bit more to them than just straight up stone it. and I, I I think we kind of like gelled on that and we're like all right let's do something a bit more interesting and and, and stuff and i think we we just kind of ran, ran with that early on and that's where, where it went um initially after that i don't know um still figuring it out yeah yeah not very much very much so <laughs> that's like that's the exciting bit yeah um, well that was yeah, just, when you mentioned that he had about there being advertisement that was two so there was one advertisement that said, Dunes, you know, we want to sound like uh, Electric Wizards, uh, Conan, etc." And then there was another yeah. one that says, Dunes, we want to sound like Queens of the Stone Age, Millionaire, Caius. And I was like, oh, well, that's... Because I'm not massively into it, really. Yeah, it's I'm not massively into <laughs> maybe, I've joined the wrong, maybe, I've, maybe I've joined the wrong band, right? Sorry, guys, I'm going to have to leave. <laughs> there's a band. There's a band somewhere once. Once the Sonic Queens are still Yeah, um, they've gone doom. So yeah, there was there was two, and I remember reading one and thinking, "Well, oh, I don't really like that stuff," and then reading the other one and being, "Oh, okay, I like Caius and I like stuff, and Queens and yeah. stuff." So, <clears throat> like, so yeah, and, yeah, and don't get me wrong, like, we're all into that sort of stuff, but I, I think it was like. There's a lot of people doing it, and we were like, "Well, let's let's you know, let's try and do something a bit more creative with it." And yeah. so, are yeah. you constantly trying to push it into like a more electric wizard type of sound, or like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying? To... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but and also, it, I think it'd be a bit disingenuous as well. Like, with, like if you listen to someone like Electric Wizard, like it's proper like nihilistic and like um, what's the word, misanthropic and stuff, and we're not really like that. So mm-hmm. it, it would seem at odds and yeah, dishonest to like try and 
do that. And it's not to say we don't have those feelings within us at times, but overall, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's not us, you know, so. Right, yeah. That's what I'd say anyway. But. Yeah, I okay. think when, when we play sort of gigs and festivals and stuff with sort of like-minded bands and like we all said, we, we, we all like the, the Caius thing. When you've got twenty bands playing the sort of a similar type of music, it's hard to stand out. So I think we kind of in, in not intentionally, but I think because our main influence isn't that sort of stoner rock thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Like I mean, I, my my main thing sort of like Zeppelin, Sabbath, stuff like that. Um. So yeah, I think that's why we don't sound like all the other, well, not all the other, but like mm-hmm. a lot of stoner rock yeah. bands that we don't sort of rely heavily on the this the same influences as everyone else. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. All the bands that I've talked to on here and and others, even if they sound exactly like Caius or they sound exactly like yeah. Queens of Strange or something, I mean, no one says no one comes on here and goes. We're all fans of Caius. We want to make a band like Caius. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we're doing. Like, no one says that. It's always like, yeah. you know, I, I like, and it's always something, some random, I like Genesis, and now we're in a stoner rock band. And you're like, none of it makes yeah. sense really on paper, but like, yeah. that's just how, this is how it works. You know, it's just how yeah. bands are made. Yeah. I think once you start playing a bit slower and tune your guitar down to C, you're more than likely going to end up in one place. And that's uh, yeah. sounded like Caius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 like, it is quite easy to sort of fall into that, yeah. That, tra- that well, not trap, but it's quite easily easy to fall into those sort of um, those type of sounds because that's but, what they were: big, heavy guitars tuned low, played a bit slower. Mm-hmm. But the reason everybody mentions Kai's all the time is because they were great as well. Well, yeah, yeah it, like you know, it, it, yeah. the reason that all these bands sound like Kai's is because Kai's what amazing like you know in the early queen stuff is really good it's genre to me it's genre defying bands you know those those bands that took elements previously but there's so many bands they've released albums in the last 10 15 20 years that just just um sounds so much not sound so much like kai's but taking the elements that kai has made great so um yeah it's not it's not a bad thing um but yeah it's just yeah they're one of the big boys, aren't they? So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, they'll and never Black get back Sabbath. together. I mean, everyone be... mentioned Black Sabbath, also. You know, that's kind mm. of yeah. That, yeah. That's at least the starting point for just about everything. I feel like, and even the bands that sound exactly like Black Sabbath will be like, "Oh no, it's not." But yeah, we like Black Sabbath, but we, you know, it's really more about like something else. And you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I wonder, like, if, yeah. I wonder if Airborne. I wonder if Airborne say they're like ACDC. Do you think right. they ever say like, hey, never fucking heard never, of them, never heard never. of them, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now, I think um, if we were to say that, we'd, like, especially me, if I was to say, oh, yeah, I'm not that influenced by Black Sabbath, I'd be totally lying. Sure, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I am. Yeah. 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 I suppose there's been, like, bits where we've, like, I've, I've tried to write a bit, not me, but us, like we've tried to write a bit like a band or like someone would be like, yeah. Oh, I love that song. Like let's sort of like do an idea like that, you know, like, yeah. Um, but once, I think once 
and it's the same with any band. Like once you, however many there are, start playing it, you'll play it in your own way, and it becomes its own thing, and it becomes like totally different. And yeah. um, and I, I think that's the, that's the thing. And like, because I'm always saying, oh, it, it doesn't sound too much like whatever. It's because it'll sound like us once we start playing it. And because it, if it's just one person's idea, it might be like, well, that's totally just that. But you know, right. Yeah. Once everyone else is on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to do a segment now that I call Real or Fuzzed. I'm going to show you 10 album covers, and some of them are yeah. real album covers, and some of them are not. Yeah. And you have to guess which is which. Wait, I've just cottoned on to something. Did you do the Urkel? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I just remembered about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Excellent. Right. All right. Here's the first one. It's called the Clip Boys. <laughs> That's gotta be real. I want that to be real. Yeah, I'm gonna go with real. Yeah, it's real. This is real. It's real. real yeah. yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Goblin oh, that's Cock. real. Yeah, yeah, real. Yeah. You know, no one ever knew what this album was. And I just discovered it myself not that long ago. And I don't know if you saw this new metal movie that's on Netflix. Yeah. I forget what it's called. It was like on a poster in the background. I'm like, holy shit, someone else knows what Goblin Cock that, is. That's why I thought it was real because I saw it on that film. I watched it the other day. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to stop using this one now that they've uh, made it too big. All right. Donnie and Marie going coconuts. Oh, uh, that's got to be real. <laughs> I'm going to go with no. Yeah. But I bet they had one like called. I don't know, going pineapples or going bananas <laughs> or something. This is real. This is the real Donnie yes, and Marie album. Yeah. <laughs> Eternal Guardians of the Black Dragon's Lair, Curse of the Warlocks, Dark Potion, Battle at the Princess Chambers, <laughs> Chapter One. Oh, that's so so ridiculous. It has to be real. I think we played with them once, actually. Yeah, yeah. we did. <laughs> <laughs> did this sound like guys? This is, uh, this no, is I'm going to go. I'm going to go fake this one. Yeah, yeah. fuzz. <laughs> I just fuzz. wanted to to create the the longest, most obnoxious band and album <laughs> title ever. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if that was a real band. Yeah, yeah. Well, the guys are obviously real. I, I stole that picture from somebody, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> this is I called Truck Stop Dump. What's sorry this about one? Your Truck Stop Dump. Sorry about your shitter. <laughs> fake. And I'm going to say fake because if it was real, I, I feel like I would have heard of it. <laughs> you yeah, probably have to go with it. It sounds like someone I've been to. Yeah, yeah this is fuzz. This is fake. Gay Cowboys and Bondage. <laughs> that's real. I'm going with that. I'm going with that's 19, 19, early 80s punk. Real. Yeah. Well. See, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fake just on account of the fact that there's gay bikers on acid. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm with Ed. I think that's a fuzzed one. Mm. <laughs> this is real. I, I don't know what <laughs> it sounds like, but it's real. Classic overthinking. <laughs> yeah. Predator. Easy prey. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I hope that this is a, fa- a fuzzed one. I really hope that this isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be fake. 
Yeah, I'm going to fuzz that one. This is real. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, that's uh, pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious, but pretty awful. Yeah. That's amazing. Hopeless. <laughs> Praying to Satan, I lose my virginity. Uh, I wish it was I real, but it's real. fake, that one. Yeah, that one's fake. <laughs> the women folk. That's got to be real. Yeah, yeah, that's real. All I right. think they play in my village. <laughs> Probably. All right, last one. Yay! <laughs> yeah, that's got to be real. No, did no, you guys? No. You guys did know who Urkel was, right? I, I after <laughs> I posted it, I was like, I don't know, maybe they're not as po- it's not as popular in other. It, it is not as popular in England, or it's no. a bit obscure, but enough yeah. people got it, or enough people are aware of it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean it was it was ridiculously huge here in the states and like yeah. the 90s, but I, I don't right. get pop culture references at all, so I didn't get it. But yeah, that doesn't mean anything. I've, I've seen enough Family Guy to uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So now the second half of this is called the Fuzz Round, where you guys have to come up with a funny album cover for some of these other photos. Oh yeah. So, what would you call this album here? Um, I don't even know what to say for this. And school's yeah. out for summer. <laughs> summer Dracula's camp in uh, Dra- summer camp in Hartlepool. <laughs> Dra- Dracula's belt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's got to be a wasp album cover. Yeah, <laughs> cracking rack. <laughs> <laughs> um, skeletal support. <laughs> Bones and boobs. Bones and boobs. <laughs> Wizard sleeve. <laughs> Not again, Grant. <laughs> Behaviors Grand 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 out. Yeah. Is that Gandalf? <laughs> Gandalf, Gandalf <laughs> I love that picture. It's, so <laughs> it's gonna haunt my dreams. <laughs> um kiss four. <laughs> Paul Stanley, Paul Stanley uh, unmasked. <laughs> Isn't that Gene Simmons unmasked? Yeah, that's just, that's just Gene Simmons without his makeup on. <laughs> Same hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. Same jacket as well. <laughs> uh, oh, can that one just be called going down? Yeah, it's <laughs> plummeting the depths. <laughs> That. I, I don't know if like John, you'll be familiar with them. Ed, I'm not sure you will be, but uh, the Beast. Oh, Kev. the Beast. Yeah, I know there's, this, there's this guy around Newcastle that's known for when he goes to gigs. If he likes the song, he will get completely naked, and he, yeah, and just start like whipping it around. And then at the end <laughs> of the song, you'll sit back down, and put all his clothes back on. <laughs> oh man, so, it's incredible. Beast. That's that's it's not incredible. this guy though. 
right? No, no. it's not. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, I mean, it's similar stature. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, similar chords as well. I played in a band with Kev's mates, and then yeah. and he was at the one gig that we did, and he got completely naked. And then, like afterwards, it's like, oh, Kev, this is my wife, Lynn. And he, he just like came over, and she like ran away. Oh, he's a lovely man. <laughs> oh, I don't know where to start with that one. With his eyes. <laughs> the return of the spawn. Oh, no, I can't think of anything funny for that. It's brilliant. <laughs> Self-titled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the last one. Oh, that's from V, oh, isn't that. it? Who is that? It's from the TV show V. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's 80s TV show about uh, lizards who took over uh, Earth. It's good. I think it's from mm. V. Yeah, it is. I have um, no idea. I'm going to watch it. That sounds like my yeah. cup of tea. Oh, I like the, the royal family. No. <laughs> I, I did look at it and think that that was like a budget Sigourney Weaver. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check it out, V. When you, uh, yeah, yeah. will do. It's dated like a pint of milk, I would imagine. Now, <laughs> yeah, but, it was, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a scene where um, this woman uh, gives birth to a half lizard, half uh, human hybrid thing, and it sh- scared me as a kid. Like you know, when you're so scared watching things as a kid. You like you, you can't sleep and you feel sick and you oh. And yeah, to this yeah. day, I was in years ago. I was like, right, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to find it on YouTube. And I'm going to watch it, and it is the worst, yeah. <laughs> <just> looking <laughs> thing you've ever seen. I remember being uh, a kid, and like I, I didn't watch a lot of Star Trek really, but yeah. I remember watching. I think it was Star Trek, some episode where it was like this big black blob was coming out yeah. of something, and I remember being a kid, like, holy shit, like that's terrifying. <laughs> and then now thinking, like, I don't really watch Star Trek. I'm not in that kind of stuff. That probably wasn't yeah. scary at all. It was probably cheesy yeah. and like and just going like I don't I don't know what was so scary. Or or the first time I watched King Kong when I was a kid, like the black and white version. Yeah. Uh-huh. And being that like, this is awesome. And yeah. then now being a, an adult going, God, that looks terrible. It's a guy in a suit and it's black and white and it's all blurry and it's like Oh, but you're so receptive when you're a kid. Like yeah. I remember like I remember watching Star Wars as a kid and like I just assumed it was all I didn't assume, but it was all real to me, you know what I mean? Whereas right. like yeah. Yeah, that kind of um, yeah, it's, it's like your your loss of innocence. It's it's sad, but right. it was a lost boys for me. I, I remember my mum putting that on when I was like four or five years old, me absolutely terrified. <laughs> and now, if I watch it, it's like it's just funny. It's not yeah, even scary yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, well, Thriller as well. I remember when Thriller first came out. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Uh, and I was like, shit, man! Like you just couldn't get away with something like that nowadays. You couldn't oh, yeah. release, you know, something like it, the biggest pop star in the world. I don't know who that is nowadays. Um, I don't know who it is, but releasing oh, a, 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 I don't know if he's the biggest. Um, yes, re, releasing a video that's scary nowadays. Um, yeah, it just wouldn't happen. It was like, nah, it, turned, it, was, it turned into a werewolf, and we're going to keep dancing too. Yeah, and like, <laughs> it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant video. Pulled that off, and it wasn't. That wasn't boring. it. Amazing, you know. And that wasn't yeah. the scariest thing about Michael Jackson either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know that you guys have well the podcast to come out Thursday. 
Then you release the album on Friday, and then I think on Saturday you're playing an uh, album release show with my with my boys in Earl yeah. of Hell. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, we are. Nice. Shout out to the Earl of Hell, the class. Yeah. yeah. So actually, um, in the, so the performance part of the, the Walk into the Waves video uh, is actually filmed where we're going to be, mm. um, where the gig's going to be happening. Oh, awesome. Uh, so it's in a place called Little Buildings. Um, it's not ironically named. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is a it's, a it's a great little venue in, in Newcastle. Yeah, it does. Big shouts for for Scorer, who's uh, built some up there. The guy that runs yeah. it, he does a really good job, doesn't he? Of like getting like younger and smaller bands and and older bands. Um, yeah. He's really done something there. Like I, th- I think the the scene in Newcastle was lacking a, a venue, a kind of go to venue like that. I, well, I think. Was, aside from a couple of places, it was all like run by sort of. Bigger promoters, oh. yeah, didn't really give a shit. Mm. Yeah, it's um, like been a, yeah, it's been a constant for well, for, what seven years now, I think. But yeah, um, like that, yeah, yeah, um, and I think yeah, personally, I think Newcastle was kind of missing that like venue, like real like grassroots, and um, he gets loads of like touring bands as well. But he involves everyone. It's, it's not just a. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. And also, like Earl of Hell, like sorry to drag this up to the other two, but like when we first asked them, um, they were like, "Yeah, we'd love to come and play, but will you ask the vessel to play?" Because they'd arranged to do a, a gig together, and they were like, "We don't want to let them down." And I was like, "Well, as it happens, they're already on the on the on the gig anyway." <laughs> but I just thought that was a really classy move of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, good guys. Good guys. Not, yeah, not yeah. All bands would do that. We'd just be like, yeah, we'll just look out for ourselves. But that was uh, a yeah. was quite a selfless move. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it really is. And like, it, it's cool to see about like, obviously, like on the on the rise, like a lot. Um, with that with that kind of attitude and kind of, you know, thinking above just themselves. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, with the trample album comes over, out the twenty ninth. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys, you guys are on a few different shows this this summer like um like a desert fest or something out there you guys have some yeah. cool festivals out there yeah desert fest is the, so that's the week after okay the album launch so next next week as awesome. we are live um yeah desert fest i've never been but the lineup's amazing and yeah. it like there's literally no better festival for the sort of music we do yeah in, in the uk um and then we're playing uh a smaller one in like somewhere up north called Bradford. Bradford, it's a magical, mystical place. Um, called I, and that one's called Idle Fest, and that's kind of cool. Um, so there's like Son of Boar, King Boa, CPSD, and oh, Grandma Vedetta, who are really cool. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously, we've well, not obviously, we've just come back from Sweden as well, where we played with Truck Fighters, um, yeah. for the Fuzz Festival, and that yeah. was. Very cool. fucking incredible, yeah. And our new best friends, uh, Elder, no, not El- Elden. Elden, I keep getting it wrong. <laughs> there isn't, there is an Elder though, right? Isn't there an there Elder? Is. Yeah, I'm glad cool. there is because I keep saying it, and it's like, is there a band called that? I'm sure there is. <laughs> yeah, there are. But yeah, that if you haven't listened to them, you should listen to them. They're yeah. a great band. Awesome. Yeah. Bloody handsome as well. Yeah. yeah. And they, 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 they did. Um, they did keep up drinking wise. Well, it's not, not well, any of us are massive drinkers at all. Yeah. Just, we, 
English people seem to have a reputation over in Europe that we drink a lot. So yeah, the Swedes, the the Swedes can definitely put the drink away as well. So I oh think yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll met more match uh, with with some of the Swedes. <laughs> yeah, we did. I think they're either like all or nothing over there. Yeah, and um, they were definitely at all. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but that was really cool. Um, because we we played over there in November, um, but in Stockholm, mm-hmm. and that was that was class. So there was like low rider, um, Stone Jesus plays. They were class. Uh, uh, Enigma experience, steak. Um, yeah, there was a really uh, the Gristol Cranium, Greg and Lurden. Oh, I can't quite pronounce. Um, yeah, I've never figured out how to say their name, but they, they're they're great though. Great album. They're, they're, yeah, they're fantastic. There's a video on how to say it, and I think Ag got it closer than I will ever get. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on it. Been working on it. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that you want to tell everybody? I mean, obviously the album is out. I'm assuming you guys have like um like maybe a pre-order or something up. It's coming out. Yeah, there's, tomorrow. there's a yeah. pre-order up for um for the vinyl and CD. The CD will be out the day of. Awesome. The album launch, the um, the LP will be a little bit later because, well, everyone knows the reasons why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but July, uh, we think, don't we? With July, yeah, I, I think we're we're looking at around July time uh, currently. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, there's there's pre-order available for it. Uh, I think it's, I think the vinyl might be limited to fifty copies only. Okay, maybe I might be oh, telling cool. a total lie here. Right, but it'll be limited to a certain number. Okay. Anything else? Um, no, I think I'll take cassette nice. as well. On cassette. And cassette. Yeah, because yeah, everyone needs cassettes in their life. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. And um, but yeah, no. It's uh, all go. Awesome. Okay, so hopefully, we'll get over to uh, your side of the pond next yeah. year i think that's yeah, the plan yeah. is to to try and get over so yeah fingers yeah, we've crossed got, we've, we've kind of got a, a loose plan with that for coming over next summer great um, that yeah. comes off um obviously you don't want to say too much until things are booked but sure well best of luck with the album and i hope to see you next year and uh congrats and thanks for being on um, thanks for joining me thank thanks you for having thanks, man. Man. Yes. All right. later thanks bye. for um, bye now yeah. bye bye bye